Welcome back to Let's Talk University. Uh, this is Maria here. I'll be your host for the day alongside with Louise. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. And yeah, so the series or the episode that we have here for you guys today is um, the third episode in our first series titled A New Beginning. And today we're going to be focusing on the future. So this episode is going to specifically think about our opportunities that once you graduate from college, so from your undergrad experience. And we're going to be talking about some, you know, making that decision of whether you want to go into more school, into, you know, the option of grad school, or if you want to just like enter the workforce and you said, I'm done with school, no <laughs> mask, please, you know. Um, but yeah, so that is a little bit of what we'll touch on today. Yeah, cool. Thank you for that intro, Maria. Um, so today we've prepared for you guys uh, sort of a little exercise. It's a two-part exercise. Um, the first one, we're going to go through some sort of questions that you should be thinking about uh, when trying to make this decision. Uh, we're going to give you some pointers about how to go about thinking, how to answer these questions, um, important factors that you should consider. And then, um, so it's not just completely abstract uh, thinking, we're going to give you some examples by answering those questions ourselves. And so you can kind of get an idea of what we mean, uh, what we're thinking about when we're describing this process for you guys. Cool. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get to it. And let's start with some of these guiding questions that you mentioned, Louise. Um, the first one that we want everyone to really think about is more of like a reflection on where you are right now. I think that is so pivotal and important and super super, I cannot stress this enough, super important is like recognize where you are right now so that you know what you're going to do next. So some of the things that you might consider now is like, you know, what grade you are on right now, because some of these things you can be thinking about, you know, like as a junior or a, mm -hmm. a senior in college, or maybe, you know, you're graduating and a little bit earlier, like where are you right now um, in terms of you know, the things that you want to accomplish, maybe like some of the aspirations that you might have. Um, and yeah, so that would be like the first question, really a lot more of like self-reflection and recognizing how much it is that you have accomplished and like start thinking about what the future might hold, you know? Yeah, so <laughs> that leads perfectly into our, our next section, uh, which is going to be thinking about... Um, what are your your goals and aspirations? And so kind of what we want you to think about is what do you what do you wish you could be doing right now or eventually? Um, and then trying to dig deeper into that um, desire or wish and trying to uh, tease it apart and inspect it and sort of understand it on a more on a deeper level to see what it is it that you like um, about what you want to do. So for example, um, you might want to be a teacher or a writer or, um, I don't know, a researcher, something like that. Um, thinking about what is it that you like about those things? So is it, is it the working inside a lab? Is it working with kids? Is it uh, interacting a lot with other people? Or do you prefer something more like, uh, I don't know, uh, you prefer computers or something? I don't know. Uh, I just <laughs> sort of digging deep into like what the essence, essence of that act is. Um, 
And so knowing that will help you expand um, the options because if you say, for example, I really just like helping people, um, there's a bunch of careers that do that. It's not just doctors, it's um, lawyers, yeah. teachers, counselors, anything. Um, so yeah, think about, uh, reflect on, on that first and foremost. Yeah. And once you have a clear idea of what it is that you want, like this essence that Louise mentioned, then you might start thinking about what kind of like positions or uh, jobs, you know, this is when a lot of the research is going to fall into mm-hmm. um, that online, that free Google, <laughs> um, you know, the kind of jobs you might be interested in. So for instance, Louise mentioned like teaching, like what kind of teaching jobs are out there that might be like relevant to you? Maybe you like teaching a specific subject. Maybe you like teaching, um, you know, like, or you like parts of teaching, like mentorship opportunities Mm. or stuff like that. So what kind of jobs kind of reflect some of these ideas or concepts, essences that you're vibing with and that you want to continue pursuing? And this is going to take a lot of time, you know, and sometimes like you might not really find that one specific job, but you might have an idea of like the kind of fields that are fueling or like putting out the kind of um, jobs that you're interested in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so next, once we, uh, you've thought about sort of these things, um, then you can start narrowing down or, or re- this is like what Maria was saying when the research comes in, um, start sort of identifying jobs that would allow you to do that. Um, and it's okay to consider jobs that you might not have considered before, but after sort of reflecting on that and, and maybe seeing that, oh, maybe this job B actually does, would, would help satisfy, you know, me working with people, being creative, I don't know, working in teams, that kind of thing. Um, and you hadn't thought about it before. Um, so it's just a, a sort of self-exploration in that, in that sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then an- another thing that would be really important to consider as you're doing a lot of these research is kind of think of like the appropriate qualifications that you might need mm-hmm. in order to be part of or to pursue that job that you want. Um, and this is a really important because it might, you know, kind of start shaping this path that you're going to start taking on because obviously, or, or, yeah, it might not be obvious to us, but, you know, if a job requires a certain, you know, level of education, and if you're interested in that job, then that might kind of push you towards a certain type of um, commitment for the future. You know, like I'm thinking more t- to be more... T- <laughs> concrete and not so generalized um i mean like for instance if some jobs require you to have grad school like a master's degree Mm -hmm. and you're really like a teacher or something and you really want to be a teacher then obviously you're going to have to like think about that in terms of your future goals and aspirations like or how that might affect your plan for the future um along the same line same lines like some research positions might need require like phds or maybe you know other internship experiences so that's kind of what you should be looking at is like what more concretely more like realistically like what experience do I need to be able to do those kinds of jobs yeah yeah and and don't limit yourself to like um what you think you might need uh sort of uh going along of of what uh was mentioned by by Julie in our first episode if you listen to that, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's pretty good. Please uh, go listen to it. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, they, they mentioned her and Chelsea mentioned that to start a business, you don't actually need like a, a business degree. Right. So 
just mm-hmm. because you think that you know don't basically i'm saying like you don't need a degree necessarily to do uh certain things um for some jobs or occupations uh real world sort of hands-on experience would be more valuable than you know being able to get good transcripts from like a university or something like that um so yeah. keep that in mind um and that will also sort of uh uh op- open the possibilities to you yeah and a lot of this uh, kind of thinking is just getting you to start thinking about what this gap is between what you originally thought so some like my first question is like where are you right now which is an honest like thinking about where you are right now versus where you want to get to and this gap of you know experience or jobs or classes maybe that you need to take in order to get there and that's kind of like the key component to this exercise that we want you to think about is like this plan that with this gap that you have and I know I'm like moving my hands we can't see that (laughs) but you know I'm like at point a with my left hand and a point b with Mm -hmm. my right hand and I have like this gap of experiences time effort that I need to fill in order to get to where I want to be and that's where a lot of this is going to come into play the reflecting on the kind of jobs that you want to do the kind of experience that you need and what it is that you need to do to fulfill that yeah like the specific skills maybe you need to know uh how to code or or work with uh, a certain program or something um Mm -hmm. i'm just kind of listing off the top of my head those aren't just you know the only examples but basically i mean like for example for like a business if you know how to work uh sort of talk to people and, and market and sort of sell your product or something that's a skill that you need to have um so we're talking about that kind of thing just tangible things so basically just be very intentional about your plans yeah so i think like that is where this um exercise is going to take us to both Lisa and i start reflecting about what it is that we personally want and how this like us as we were sitting down and writing this episode and thinking about these questions like it really is a lot of self-reflection for yourself but it's super important for you to really think about these things in order to like make a plan. I don't know about you, Louise, but I'm very much like a type uh, A person that like needs to have a plan. I'm a Virgo. I know that, you know, <laughs> I need to follow tasks. I need to have a list, a checklist of things. And this is like really helpful for me to like kind of get an idea of what I want to do next. Yeah, I, I think I, growing up, I kind of struggled with that. I was very much the type of like, you know, let's try this out and kind of like wing it, see if I like it or not. Um, I think a lot of a lot of the, the the decisions that I make are guided by whether they feel sort of authentic to who I am and and if they align to my values. So I use that as a sort of mm-hmm. general compass. Um, and then if I like once I once I get a better sense of of that goal, then I can start making plans and like actually you know making us like a schematic of like. And I do A, B, and C to these steps and that kind of thing. But it takes me a while yeah, to get so to this that. Is, yeah, I think like our thought here is for everyone to see like how two different kinds of approaches end up ultimately working together to get you all to really have like a plan that works for you. So, yeah, um, you know, I, I think like a lot of the self-reflection maybe is like a little bit harder for me that I just like want to have like a straight plan you know and maybe you have more like intuition about other things but 
Yeah, so this is more than anything, we want to then start moving on to the next portion of our podcast, which would be like answering some of these questions for ourselves and kind of providing you all with the inside to our minds <laughs> as to how we're, you know, talking about some of these things for ourselves. Um, because I know, like, for instance, for me, it really is helpful to hear the thought process of someone else so that I can like think about things that I hadn't really considered when being asked some of these questions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, just to recap sort of everything that we, were, we, we talked about for that exercise. Um, first thing that you need to do is identify what you like and what you desire and what your goals are. Um, once you do that, you identify um, possible jobs or occupations that would help you fulfill those goals. Uh, then you go on to seeing, okay, what kind of qualifications or preparation do I need to get there? And then you compare that to what you have now. So then uh, what by what you have now, I mean, like what experience you have now. So then you can start mm -hmm. seeing, okay, maybe I'm missing a, a little bit of, of this skill and I can work on this other skill and then to be able to get there. And um, then, you know, the last step is to kind of go out and try it out. Um, it might not work, but you might not, <laughs> you might not end up, end up liking, but that's part of the process, uh, trying different things out, but being very yes. intentional with, with how you're going to go about doing it. Um, yes yeah. ultimately like it is about and our approach here really is like what will make you happy what will drive you you know to wake up and do the job yeah. um, because if you have like that core value and belief like as your driving force then a lot of the other things will definitely fall into place um, as corny as that might be <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah um, before we get started, though, we want to incorporate our famous segment. I don't know if it's famous yet, but <laughs> it should be. Um, and it's, it would be a shame if you knew. So I, I'll tell you a little bit of, you know, it would be a shame if you knew that for some PhD programs, they actually pay you to go to school instead of you paying to go what? to school. So that is like, what? It's a mind yeah. like being paid to go to school. What a concept, <laughs> huh? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for instance, like I'm, spoiler alert, trying to apply to physics PhD programs. And a lot, big mix, misconception that I used to have is, you know, well, not, okay, a justified misconception is that college is expensive, you know, and it's really hard to get it in, into college and then pay all this monies to mm -hmm. go to college, right? But then graduate school is like a different playing field. So you're starting to get a lot into more like research experiences and um, schools wanting to pay you for your work. So for instance, for PhD physics programs, they actually pay you a stipend to do your research or to, you know, work as a TA for the mm -hmm. intra-level classes and whatnot. And that is part of like, and your tuition is waived, your fees are waived and everything. So you're basically, you know, you're not making a lot of money, like don't, read into this is like we're telling you you're gonna get rich if you go to grad school because you're not but you know they essentially pay you to go to school so that's pretty wild neat. okay so um <laughs> now a tip if you're not you know thinking too much about grad school um you're probably going to be uh looking to apply to different jobs and that means submitting a lot of resumes and cover letters and applying to all of these places little tip mm -hmm. it would be a shame if you knew that one thing that you can do to help increase your odds of, of getting your, your resume seen is to look at the job description that um, that job has 
has posted. And then oftentimes in that description, they, they will list keywords um, that they want a person that they, that they deem, yeah, Hard that they deem a person would be, would be qualified if they had these traits, right? What you can do is sort of copy and paste certain like verbs that they use or keywords or action words um, and incorporate that into uh, your resume. So um, that doesn't mean lie, but that means just like be smart about how yeah. like your keywords, yeah, keywords. Because sometimes what hap- ends up happening is, um, especially when there's a lot of applicants, the the algorithm sort of sorts through a bunch of applications and then looks for matches between uh, what the job description is and what's written on the on the document. And so, if you can get that match, it'll mm-hmm. increase the odds of you know getting it seen play the yeah, system use, <laughs> play yeah. the algorithm so, use it in so your favor. now you know <laughs> cool now that that is done how about we start you know Luis, you and i thinking about some of these questions for ourselves and what really is you know at the center of, of our um, motivations and how that has affected how we are approaching this decision now as seniors in undergrad. Yeah, so basically now we just want to show you guys sort of an example. So all these questions that we said in the first part don't seem just like abstract and random. We'll show you what we mean <laughs> by exploring what like yourself. So um, I guess uh, we can start with Maria. So um, do you want to talk about uh, what you're doing right now and uh, sort of what you've been doing um, and how you got there? Yeah. Cool. So as I've mentioned in my in our intro episode, um, I'm a current senior studying physics and Hispanic studies. And um, I, you know, I'm working or not, you know, but I am working on this research project that has been my baby since this summer. And I'm working on numerical relativity methods and studying like the onset of black hole formation, which are all really fancy words to say. I just like stare at my computer screen all day and look at this big, big code and, you know, just do like simulations of um, black holes forming with different types of like initial data and blah, blah, blah. So that's what I'm doing right now. And it has really been inspiring to see how much I have been liking research um, you know, it's not the most exciting thing all the time. Like I said, sometimes you do have to be staring at the screen all day and it can be kind of boring. But I think ultimately I've been really enjoying the process of learning and understanding and trying new things. And um, I think that has really shaped how I'm approaching some of these other questions that maybe we can talk about in a second. But, you know, I am very much really interested in research and what that entails. And I think for me, it has been really important to recognize that because I hadn't done research up until recently. Like in high school, I was very much not super involved in the sciences. Like I was really involved in music, but not really the sciences. <laughs> so this is relatively new territory for me. Um, but I'm really glad that I'm liking it. That's awesome. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, what about you? Um, I was going to ask, wait, so that, does that mean that um, oh. you haven't always been into sort of like interested in, in like physics research and not how did you yeah. get into Yeah, I mean, true. That's part of the question. Thanks for bringing me back. Um, but yeah, okay. So I started my life, this is going to get really poetic, <laughs> but I started my life wanting to be like a screenwriter and interested in like Ooh. movies and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, or not all of a sudden, but as I went through like my 
uh, schooling, I, and you know, you have to take all these expected science classes. I kind of started like really finding joy in understanding the processes in science, like why it is that things work a certain way or how do things work. And I can think of like the most memorable uh, lecture that I had, and it was like on the physics of sunsets. Ooh, and I think that literally changed my mind. Cool. And it's like, yeah, like I, Luis and I, you know, growing up in Southern California or, you know, in our later years, you see the sunset like every day and that's mm -hmm. part of like your life, right? And I think like to me, understanding how that worked or understanding like the first principles of like how it is that little particles like scatter and they like bump around each other. And then because they do like a certain way, um, the wavelength of, you know, what gets scattered is like a certain thing. So then boom, bam, pretty colors, you know. So I thought that was like amazing. And to me, that is definitely why I'm doing physics is I just really wanted to understand more things like that. Um, so that is definitely my biggest driving force, just like understanding. All so of, so know? what I'm hearing is like sure, without really. sort of realizing it, you were sort of having this self-reflection where you notice that the thing that you like doing was to like dig deeper and, and understand what fundamentally was going on in the world around you. And that's kind of what led you into the physics path. Yeah, exactly. I think, and you know, I think physics is the superior <laughs> science. Oh, but Those are fighting words. It really like incorporates itself. Oh my God. Luis well, is about to fight me, I swear. Like after we end up recording. <laughs> but um, like, I think physics like applies to yeah. everything. And it's really interesting to me to see how that um, happens. Um, for instance, you know, like even the smallest things, like how I used to be, like I said, into music and, you know, um, like the way that the drums play sound or like how a circular drum plays sound is like all physics related or like the physics behind music, the physics of sound. Um, all this stuff is like super mm -hmm. interesting to me because it also, once you get into higher level physics, you start understanding that a lot of these things behave similarly. Like what, um, like we have this joke in my high and not in my high school, in my classes in, in college that everything behaves like a harmonic <laughs> oscillator. And it's true because you can model that's literally funny. everything or not really, but like a harmonic oscillator. And that's just like, you know, a mass on a spring oscillating back and forth. Like literally the whole world <laughs> is a harmonic oscillator. And like once you realize these like fundamental things of what connect us to the world and like how we see it, I like I don't imagine myself doing anything else. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love when like you can go into a class and then you don't notice it, but like I guess you do notice it. But like once you come out of it, it's just <laughs> like you, you can't see the world the same way. It's just like you start seeing what you were like learning yeah. in that class and you're just like, oh, that's this going on. And it's like I, I love that kind of stuff too. I think that was. Yeah. yeah I'm sure you can, can relate and, you know, yeah, the bio I can definitely life. relate to, to a lot of those things. Um, a lot of the things that I study uh, aren't like as at the atomic level that, that you're describing, but mm -hmm. they are kind of like at the molecular level. And, and in a way, it's, it's that sort of same sense of, of curiosity. And I want to understand like what's going on like underneath the hood. Like, you know, we see all these like big processes like on a on like a large scale um but knowing mm -hmm. what's kind of like going on with the details i i love that and so i think that was um one of the things that also got me in, into science so i'm kind of like skipping ahead but for like the question of like where i am right now 
Um, uh, I, I'm currently a senior as well. Um, I, I go to UC Berkeley and I'm majoring in molecular and cell bio. Um, and actually, <laughs> and that actually wasn't what I uh, sort of came in thinking that I was going to do. I was coming out of high school thinking that I, I, I really enjoyed environmental science. Um, but turns out that it was a little bit too too like big for me and i was just like no there's too many like variables and like factors that like it's just too large to think about um although it's it's super important so props to the people who are are doing that kind of work um true i decided to go a little bit uh smaller scale than anything that is basically the size of a cell or smaller <laughs> and so i've been um my my experience has been uh i started doing research uh, the summer after my sophomore year. Um, and I was working in a microbiology lab uh, with basically just mainly working with bacteria. So we were studying these little particles that bacteria produce to defend themselves against others. And so they kinda, it's kind of like a little spear that they let out. I mean, they die in the process, kind of <laughs> like when a virus replicates, they die. But when they release these, right. it targets very specific other species or, or strains of, of bacteria basically kind of like protecting their own colony because it, it won't target their their own sort of like similar strain. It'll target the other ones. So that right. was pretty cool. And we were trying to, we were trying to engineer yourself. them so that they could sort of tar target other cells and stuff. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of like, I've, I've done some research as well. Um, but a lot of it was driven by kind of like that similar thing that you were talking about, just wanting to know what's yeah. going on. Yeah, I mean, that sheer curiosity is truly like one of my biggest driving forces, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah. when you were when you're about sort of thinking about um, wanting to be a physicist, uh, I, I'm assuming that you also had to think about uh, what kind of jobs can I can I get uh, with, a, with a physics degree and sort of thinking about what you need to do to yeah. get those jobs. Uh, so do you want to walk through a little bit about that reasoning with us? Yeah, so I think, again, going back to my idea of physics is a superior <laughs> science. No, I'm kidding. But I think it definitely, there are some agencies that hold a lot of, like, for lack of a better word, like, clout in our world. You know, like, the mm -hmm. big name would be NASA. Like, if I could think of anything, you know, the dream is to work for NASA. And the fact that that would be, like, a possibility for me was, like, really exciting. Um, so I think, like, that was definitely one of, like, when I was looking at thinking of jobs and like whatever, it was like work for NASA. But then obviously like NASA has like so many jobs that you can do. So like what specifically I would have liked to do and it would be like do research. And that is something that I didn't realize until a lot recently, like I mentioned, you know, it wasn't until I started getting my foot out the door of what research was like that I really understood like, oh yeah, I have a question and I want to answer it. So what do I have to do to answer it? It's like all, all these processes, so like all these things. So that's like what I really was interested in. Um, so thinking about jobs, it would be something along the lines of a researcher. Though, as I've also been um, doing recently is like mentoring and mm. teaching students. So right now I work as mm. like a learning assistant, teaching assistant for physics classes, intro physics classes. So I think another huge um, joy that I find 
in doing research is I'm not mm-hmm. doing research in physics, my bad, is, you know, being able to teach other students the passion that I have for physics um, and get other students excited about it, too. I know it's hard because, you know, everyone thinks that physics is hard because it is. But I just want to make like want them to see physics how I see it, you know. So I think like those are the two biggest um, kind of like jobs, ideas that I have, like either it's something teaching physics or doing research. And if I could combine those two and wink, wink, be a professor mm. in college teaching and doing my nice. research, what would that look like? <laughs> um, but yeah, what about you, Louise? Like, I know you mentioned that you have had your own like research experiences as well. And if that is something that also interests you in the long run. For yeah. The jobs so, so when I was thinking about this, um, uh, uh, I saw how research would allow me to keep doing these things of, of like questioning and, and uh, looking deeper into, mm-hmm. into the, the, the world around us, I guess, the biological world. Um, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm planning to go um, to grad school eventually. Uh, but after graduating, I'm going to be uh, mm-hmm. taking like one or two years off, uh, not, not off, but like gap years. Um, to to work at a, at a lab because I want to transition into neuroscience. Um, neuroscience has kind of always been something yeah. that I, kind of like has been interesting to me. And I, I took uh-huh. several like neurobiology cl- classes, um, some experiences better than others. But like last semester, <laughs> I took like a, re- <laughs> I, I, last semester I took a really cool class that like I absolutely fell in love with. Um, and that kind of rekindled that sort of like, uh, for wanting to, to study the brain and so um, one of the things that is sort of like my big umbrella goal aspiration is to um, work on research that helps us understand the brain um, and in that sense mm-hmm. do it for the purpose of trying to help other people because um, I think your your mind and your brain is is like the only thing that is with you 24 7 and a lot of these, a lot of, of we have a lot of like mental health problems like in, in the world um, and being able to help understand brain so that we can alleviate some of these problems for these people um, is just, I, I really want to do that. Um, so that's kind of like my, my guiding compass, yeah. I guess you could say. So that's what I'm taking um, that, that, those gap years because I want to apply to get into a neuroscience lab. I have some research experience, but it's not directly with like neuroscience. I've never worked with like mice or or human cells it's always been like bacterial cultures and stuff <laughs> all those usual yeah. yeah the subjects that you use for that specific yeah. kind of research right yeah so this is again um to bring it back to some of our exercising or guiding questions from the earlier part of the podcast it's like identifying these like kind of like gaps in our mm-hmm. you know experiences that we're trying to find so i'll speak a little bit more concretely about me but i also or I think I want to go to grad school. I'm applying to go to grad school, as I mentioned, um, because I think for me, it makes sense to have this ability to do research, but also like the guided research that you get at grad school, um, which I think is important. And also thinking about like those qualifications that I mentioned, if I do really want to be a professor, I kind of need to go to grad school. So um, that is, again, like answering some of these questions for ourselves of, what it is that we want to do next and how we have started to decide that. Um, Again, I'm applying to go to grad school now, but obviously there is going to be like 
the backup plan, right? Like, you know, maybe I won't get into grad school this first time around. And maybe that'll mean that I, again, have to work a little bit on some of that experience that I've had um, that I need to get into the program that I yeah. want. Yeah. So, so thank you for like bringing that up of tying it back to, to what we were, we were trying to go for about the guiding questions. Yeah. That was everything that we kind of talked about was sort of identifying what, like what makes us tick, what makes us sort of like, you know, want to get up in the morning to, to go to the lab or whatever. Um, that doesn't have to be <laughs> what, what you like as well, but just identifying what that is and then sort of helping, having that be sort of your the guiding star to, to make, you know, the next move, I guess. Um, and then identifying, um, you know, what do I need to be, to do if I, if I want to become a professor, if I want to be, you know, do X, Y, Z job, um, identifying those qualifications as we, as we talked about, and then uh, thinking about how can you fill those gaps if you don't have that experience yet. So, um, you know, yeah. keep, keep those things in mind, or I guess, you know, you want to show those parallels. It's not just us talking uh, about ourselves uh so yeah yeah i think that pretty much covers a lot that we wanted to highlight in this exercise and just a few more notes as you're thinking about these questions and like trying to answer them for yourself answer them for yourselves um is to highlight the importance of like a work-life balance i think like right now we're starting or we're seeing that, you know, our lives are very, very much consumed by work, especially if you're working from home and you don't have that like clear boundary defining, you know, like work and mm -hmm. your life outside of work. And some of the things that you might consider when applying to grad school programs or to jobs is like, what kind of life do I want to live, you know, outside of my work? I know like curiosity and for me like physics is definitely like my whole life but there are other things that I like doing outside of just that you know I've mentioned my passion for music I also hey I'm majoring in like Hispanic studies yeah, I like to read books you yeah. know yeah exactly so I, I just really want to highlight that you know choosing a path to go down is not like mm -hmm. the only thing that you'll ever do in your life yeah um, big picture basically yeah. just want to tell you don't go to grad school just because you think that that's the next step. Really be intentional <laughs> and think about, does that make sense for, for me and, and what I want to do and, and who I am? Um, because this, this decision of, you know, going to grad school or, or and trying to enter the workforce um, after graduating is not like a one-size-fits-all type of thing. Um, we just wanted to provide you for a framework for how to think about it um, and then give you some, you know, points about each but it's a very personal decision and just, you know, make, make a decision that makes most sense for you. Um, that's basically what I want to tell you. Yeah. And yeah. Thanks, Louise. And as anything, if you have any more questions or if you want us to go more in depth about like the different kinds of grad school programs that you might be interested in, um, please let us know in comments or hit us up at our Instagram page um, to, you know, ask us for more help on these things. Cause I think the, as Louise mentioned, like the biggest idea or the key here is to like make you decide for yourself. Um, but we're also here to provide you with a lot more of the nitty gritty details of, you know, like what kind of things you would need if you're yeah, applying to grad school well. and whatnot or for jobs. Yeah. Cool. Um, so with that being said, that yeah. concludes uh, this episode. Uh, thank you for listening to us. And 
See you guys next yeah, time. Yeah, thanks Bye. for listening. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.